It's Monday, February 7th, and this is Market Foolery. I'm Chris Hill, and joining me in studio today from Motley Fool Global Gains, Tim Hansen, from Stock Advisor, Andy Cross, and from Motley Fool Asset Management, Bill Barker. Guys, good to see you. Hey, Chris. Thanks, Chris. Hey, so Chris. It, is, uh, it is the day after the Super Bowl. What a game. And it, it, was, it was. It was a good game. It was and we're all here, because isn't today like the most taked-off day or called-in sick day of the yeah, year? Yeah, a, a lot of people... Wisconsin has shut down. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of people... <laughs> I was going to say, Bill, you, you've got a colleague in Motley Fool Asset Management who's a Wisconsin native. Uh, is, he, is he in today? Tony pulled in around 1130. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of celebrating to be done for the Wisconsinites. Uh, but, of course, the big topic, the big water cooler topic, and what we'll be talking about today are the ads, the Super Bowl ads. Uh, we talked, uh, talked about this on, on the radio show last week, just sort of uh, what we like to see as investors. Let's just start by going around the table real quick. Uh, Bill, I'll start with you. Did you have a favorite ad for the Super Bowl? Yeah, I, actually, my favorite ad was the the one for the Canyon Arrow or the Silverado or whatever. He's <laughs> <Chet is laughs> calling that behemoth truck that I'll never own. But uh, I thought it was very funny, uh, the one that was patterned after uh, Lassie's uh, saving of little Timmy going yeah. down the well. Exactly. Yeah. Andy, what about you? The uh, Darth Vader Ad for uh, I think for the Passat that was just great. I, I caught that last week on uh, on the web. Yeah, they leaked it online. It. Yeah, they leaked it online and and uh, watched that um, a few times and got some great laughs from that. Tim, what about you? Well, I'm going to make it a, a clean sweep for the car companies. But before I do, I just want to say it was kind of a, a slim selection this year. I wasn't blown away really by anything. Yep. Um, I thought Budweiser went weak to the hole in particular. <laughs> um, but I'll say the the Audi ad um, mocking uh, Mercedes owners. Uh, which included the line from The Simpsons, release the hounds. Release the hounds. Yes. Yeah, that was great. Yeah, the automakers were strong uh, as a group. Well, they've got so much money they to can, throw around now. <laughs> <laughs> so much of our money. <laughs> uh, one of the uh, automakers, we actually have a clip. This is, I think this is a first for Market Foolery. We're actually going to play an, uh, a couple of audio clips. Uh, but one of the ads, I think it was a two-minute ad that Chrysler did, which was not just an ad for Chrysler. It seemed to be almost like it was commissioned by the Chamber of Commerce from Detroit, uh, Mac Greer, can we? We got like a 30 second clip uh, for some of the Chrysler ad. Mac, if you could cue that it's up. It's the hottest fires that make the hardest steel. Add hard work and conviction, and the know how that runs generations deep in every last one of us. That's who we are. That's our story. Now, it's probably not the one you've been reading in papers. The one being written by folks who've never even been here and don't know what we're capable of. Because when it comes to luxury, it's as much about where it's from as who it's for. Is, just, is it just me or like is Detroit ready to throw down with the rest of the world? That's what that sounds uh, that like. That was a Chrysler ad, right? Yeah. That concluded Let's get with, ready to rumble. It, it concluded with Eminem, didn't it? Yes. Yep. Is what is the overlap in the demographic between a Chrysler customer and someone who knows who Eminem is? Getting narrower and narrower. <laughs> I imagine this time goes. I have, after the Super Bowl, I didn't know which I wanted to visit more: Detroit or Tibet. You know, that was a a truly. I, just so overstated. I, it makes no sense. But don't you think it... Uh, Didn't you feel like rushing out and buying a car, a car just, to, here, just, just to get behind Detroit at that moment? This moment? is like one of those fake things. I mean, car companies trying to set themselves up as some sort of victim. 
you know, we're powerful. It just makes no sense. But to, to me. be fair, the, uh, Detroit's image over the last couple of years has has really taken a beating. Well, take I, image out of that sentence. <laughs> Detroit over the last right. couple of years. Yeah, Detroit's taken a beating. So I, I I don't know. There was a there was a feistiness to that ad that I liked that made me yeah. sort of rooting for Detroit. Now, to, is to, it going to have you buying a car from Detroit? Uh, you know, well, one ad can't really be held, you know, responsible for that. But it's I, brand I mean, building. Do, do, yeah, but it was like the beginning. Like it, it, it was kind of the resurgence the and like the whatever. Campaign. Yeah, beginning of the campaign to kick off time for for Chrysler. Hey, easy act to follow. I think. <laughs> I mean, the the domestic car industry, you know, has got a very easy act to follow. Most Americans probably are willing to give American cars a second look. You know, just on the the hope and belief that, well, yeah, why not? Why can't we make great cars again? No, it's true. It pulls on the right emotional heartstrings. I mean, I hear even from U.S. investors who think it's unpatriotic to buy foreign stocks, which makes no sense at all. Yeah. But which has got to hurt you as someone who well, focuses yeah. exclusively on international. It stocks. could, you know, it could be better at parties. But um, <laughs> you know, when it comes to the cars, there there are a lot of people out there who want to believe that buying. A U.S. manufacturer's car is good for the country, but when you really break it down, I mean, Toyota manufactures domestically. Mm-hmm. BMW makes cars in South Carolina. They're all making, you know, you know, they're all creating jobs here in the United States. It doesn't matter where a company is uh, is headquartered, but that doesn't play well with the marketing. Well, folks. one of the big car ads was just for that. They, I think it was for BMW. It was the BMW ones we make here in, in South, South Carolina. Carolina. Yeah. We make the the most. Toyota is one of the larger yeah. employers in the United States of all the yeah. car makers. You know, but. Yeah. A lot of so it goes. a lot of big brands, obviously, being showcased as part of the Super Bowl, and maybe the biggest brand of all, Coca-Cola, which I have to say, as someone who consumes uh, a lot of their products and is a shareholder, I was kind of confused by the Coca-Cola ads. Was I alone in that regard with the with the cartoons and the the? I, I my understanding <laughs> is that the, the producers of the commercial were just given. Three, four million dollars or so, with one instruction, which was to spend it all. <laughs> there, there like was Brewster's no millions, and, and then they came back <laughs> and they said, "Do we also have to put Coke in the ad?" <laughs> and, and Coke said, "Oh, yes." As a I matter of fact, the last added, yeah. Right, yeah. But I think really, after the finished product came back, Coke should have tried to just sell the ad to somebody else, and they could have put <laughs> their own product in there, and it would have made just as much sense. Yeah, that I was mean, the worst one. That that dragon. It could one have been for rug cleaners or something. Yeah. You know, it may be that Coke has every demographic conquered now, except for the twelve-sided die group. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> and you know, the dragon for an attack. <laughs> that could be. I don't know. I don't know what they were thinking. But again, that's why we're not in the marketing department. <laughs> From a business standpoint, though, is there less downside for a company like Coca-Cola than there is for some of the other companies that we saw advertising? Because ultimately, Coca-Cola has a huge advertising budget. Yes, you know, even if their ads fail, it's Coca-Cola. It's not like some of the dot-coms that we saw advertising, which frankly reminded me of some of the dot-coms of a decade ago, uh, Chatter.com and Home Homes o- Away. Home Away. Yeah, that reminded me. I thought I was like sucked back into the uh, wormhole in like circa 2000 when I saw that one. No, it, it's true. C- the Coke ad was about as confusing as the Chatter.com, but I already know how to use <laughs> Coke. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Can we take that out of context and replay it at some other... <laughs> <laughs> um, Motorola. There's, uh, you know, in the, in the pantheon of the Super Bowl, there are those iconic ads, and one of them was in the mid '80s where Apple had the Big Brother ad aimed at IBM. 
here we are now. Motorola appears to be aiming square at Big Brother, and with their tablet commercial, I, I think they're making the case that Apple is Big Brother. Is that? I don't know. Is that? That seems like a kind of a long putt. Yeah, I don't. I don't think that it's going to reach the same iconic status uh, or, or or anything close to it. it. It it did recall that that commercial, but I don't think it explained why its product is any better than Apple. Why 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 would we ask a Super Bowl ad to do something like that? Well, I think it's <laughs> impossible, Bill. Apple was making that case uh, back in the day that it, it did have a better product. Well, um, but that was much more of an emotional attachment going after IBM, that one. And I, I think it was a kind of a, both a homage and, and actually an open shot at uh, going after Apple, Motorola. But people had. did hate IBM and using computers back then. Right. And they wanted to use something useful. People don't look at their Apple products yep. now. You can't create the sense that you're being enslaved by Apple. And, and <laughs> Even though you are. And slowly, the restrictions that it, it, it doesn't allow you to do what you want to do. Yeah. Uh, no, but I mean, I, you know, this this whole um, recent spate among the tech companies all trying to paint each other as the big big bad wolf. I, I don't know who I'm supposed to fear from the Monopoly segment. Is it Microsoft? Is it Google? Yeah. Is it Apple? I mean, they're all apparently, uh, who knows? I don't know. It, it, they're just fighting off each other. I think, I, I think it's Groupon. I think that's the one you're meant to fear. I am. And, I am afraid of Groupon <laughs> for a lot of reasons. Yeah. But speaking of Groupon, we we do have a clip. Groupon uh, made headlines a week or so ago, where they they I think they were the last company or one of the last companies to to secure some ad time. They had obviously done a, a financing recently, raised almost a billion dollars. They've clearly spent a few of those million. Always a good use of capital. Exactly. <laughs> when, when you raise nine hundred fifty million dollars, buy, buy all, a Super Bowl. By ad. all means, spend or some three. money on Super Bowl ads. What could go wrong. What could oh. possibly go wrong? Mac, could we get the, the clip from the, one of the Groupon ads? Mountainous Tibet, one of the <laughs> most beautiful places in the world. This is Timothy Hutton. The people of Tibet are in trouble. This is so annoying. Their very culture is in jeopardy. But they still whip up an amazing fish curry. And since 200 of us bought at Groupon.com, we're each getting $30 worth of Tibetan food for just $15 at Himalayan restaurant in Chicago. Save the money. Unlock great deals in your town. Groupon.com. Wow. That is so many shades of stupid. <laughs> I can't even begin to describe. I mean, first of all, we should say, from what I know of Tibet, it's an inland province. It's, it's fairly arid. I don't think fish curry is a staple of the there's, cuisine. There's not there. a lot of fishing going on I'm in not, Tibet? I'm pretty sure that's my, true. My understanding is the first cut of the commercial advertised the amazing job they do with panda curry. Oh, boy. <laughs> then somebody and said, well, <laughs> that's just a little too offensive. That was Bill Barker. Yeah. <laughs> um, this was one of those commercials that just makes me wonder about Groupon as a business. And It and should. It should. I mean, for a business that has said that their next step is to partner with Tencent in China and go viral. Making fun of the, the Chinese issues in Tibet in a, in a high-profile ad is not a way to curry favor with the government there to then launch your moatless, um, easily copied service. Business model. Yeah. Uh, you're going to need the help of the government to really get that thing going over there. And I don't think the Chinese government, from what I know of the Chinese government, are going to be too happy about that. Uh, to the extent that Groupon can be defended here at all, it is it, it is with this. We're talking about them. It is a test case. Is there any such thing as bad publicity? Groupon is getting a phenomenal amount of publicity today, all of it negative. <laughs> and 
will that translate into more uh, customers checking them out today or people canceling uh, their their emails from Groupon? Uh, you know, we'll know that it, over time. But, but the, it's, it's a great test case for that theory. But this goes back to what I was saying before about Coca-Cola. Coca-Cola can have a Super Bowl commercial that bombs, and no one is going to be standing there the next day questioning the leadership of the company. This incident with Groupon makes me wonder, where are the grown-ups? Who has the keys? Who are, who are the people in charge of this company who are green-lighting this yeah. type of splash? Get, get them on. Get them on Molly Fool Radio. All right, as we wrap up, because we are investors, from an investor standpoint, who do you think got the most bang for their buck out of their Super Bowl commercials. Bill Barker, I'll start with you. Uh, well, I'll go with what you said before, Detroit. I don't think Detroit put out uh, anything uh, to, to make that commercial, probably. <laughs> you mean the city, the city the of Detroit. The city of Detroit. <laughs> and, and they got uh, some love. And, and I think, you know, uh, some people out there are probably thinking, yeah, Detroit. Excellent. Uh. <laughs> Andy? Uh, I'll go back to the to the stick with the car theme and go back to VW. I think not just the Darth Vader ad, but the Beetle ad, that new Beetle ad, which promoted the new Beetle um, with the with the Beetles running through the forest. Um, that got me actually encouraged and excited about looking and seeing what was coming next with the Beetle. Tim, well, I think these ads are all a fantastic waste of money. But so, <laughs> but to play the game, if we're if we're talking about a return on investment, I would have to say Budweiser, who just repeated old ads again in a new format and didn't go through the hassle of actually trying to make something new. They weren't they weren't spending any money. You know, on this is crew. what happens when you get acquired by by a Brazilian conglomerate. <laughs> you know, you, Budweiser, you, you lose your funny. touch. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't you have any, your American sense of humor. <laughs> no new Clydesdales. No nothing. I mean, it was just. What do we got? In the, what do we got in the closet? Roll it out. A lot of dogs. I don't know. Disappointing. Yeah. All right, Tim Hanson. And what happened to Bud Bowl? I missed the Bud Bowl. Did you uh, really? You're the only one. I, was say, <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't miss the Bud Bowl at all. <laughs> Tim's probably too young to have caught the first 18 Bud Bowls. So. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Tim Hanson, Andy Cross, Bill Barker, guys. Thanks for being here. Thanks, thanks Chris. Chris. As always, people on the program may have interest in the stocks they talk about. Don't buy or sell stocks based solely on what you hear. That's it for this edition of Market Foolery. Our producer is Matt Greer. I'm Chris Hill. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. Mountainous Tibet, one of the most beautiful places in the world. This is Timothy Hutton. The people of Tibet are in trouble. Their very culture is in jeopardy. But they still whip up an amazing fish curry. I don't know that he's going to get off so light. And since 200 